It's time for Morning Soul Shine with Bridget, a podcast where we interview people who express their stories of triumph. I'm your host, Certified Life and Mindset Coach, Bridget Gibson. What's going on, family? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. I'm so excited. Man, I've been waiting for this night. I'm so excited. Well, excuse my attire. I have been running like crazy. Of course, I do. uh, I got my hands in probably 50 million things, but uh, it's always an honor and a blessing and a privilege. And and Bridget, thank you for the invite. I look forward to speaking to your your listeners and followers and uh, hopefully uh, being a blessing this evening. Uh, just letting them know that you know they can do it too. It's not. It's not. We we make some of it look easy, but all it takes is you. All you got to do is have a plan and a purpose and move forward in that thing, and you can you can definitely get accomplished whatever that you choose to get accomplished. Oh wow! Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you just jumped right in. <laughs> you just jumped right in, and I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here on Morning Soul Shine with Bridget. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good, 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 good. So guys, we have Mr. Joe Dupree Anderson with us, and he is the owner and operator and gamer at 4Fun Gaming. Okay, so you're going to have to tell me what 4Fun Gaming is. Um, Like I said, Bridget, I I do a a lot. Um, You know, I'm I'm a media, I'm a known media Air personality mm-hmm. uh, have have did radio and uh, and TV broadcasting for mm-hmm. over thirty years, and in the process of all that, um, I had the opportunity to do some voiceover work. Okay. So um, I had did some voiceover work for um, for three video games. Uh, I did one with um, with uh, Nergies, which produced back in the day a black college football game. It was quite popular. Okay. at the time that they released it. And then I did some voiceover for Call of Duty and I did some work with uh, Star Wars and LucasArts wow. in, in some of their in some of their uh, video game genres. So um, in the process of all that in my old age, because I ain't no youngster no more, um, you know, I always enjoy playing video games. So I did a lot of voiceovers and video games. So mm-hmm. now I help produce um, a lot of gaming that you see on social media, uh, I helped produce, and then I created my own platform, which is For Fun Gaming, which I don't do it for no other reason, just for fun, where we uh, play selective video games and we broadcast those those plays. And, uh, you know, that's the mm-hmm. next, that's the big thing now, being an influencer and mm-hmm. being a, a broadcaster and a content creator, you know, and I've been doing this for, oh my God, years, years. So Yes, you know, I'm, looking, just, I'm looking at your history. You've been doing this a long time. <laughs> And so, I really, you know, I'm I'm just so honored that you're here with us tonight because we just want to know how you got started. And I'm gonna keep on with the resume. Okay, so you're the owner and operator of gamer at four foreign fun four fun gaming. And you Correct. also are the owner and general manager at one hundred BLK. Okay, so tell us about talk about the black station, okay. So in in the process of in the process of working in in radio terrestrial radio uh i come to find out and um it, it wasn't a very good feeling i come to find out that a lot of black owned and and african american and and 
in radio stations that play our music, mm -hmm. they have us being the individuals who quote unquote are the air personalities or some people would call the DJs. Mm -hmm. they, they would have us in a position that we would be the people who would push our product, but we didn't own our product. Mm -hmm. Uh, we weren't the we weren't the general managers. We weren't the station owners. You know, there's very few black radio stations that are owned by black people. Okay. There are very black. There are very few black radio stations that, when I say upper man level management, I'm not talking about the program director. I'm not talking about the person who runs the station, mm -hmm. but the individual at the regional level or the person that 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 is literally sitting on the board of advisors mm -hmm. on how this radio station projects whatever it projects to our community normally don't look like us. Okay. Um, and I decided to start making some changes with that. Um, uh, I was kind of forced out of radio um, in, in a manner that I wasn't too very happy about, mm -hmm. but it put me in a position that there was elevation behind my being forced out, okay. you know, um, and it put me in a place where I said, we need to own what we have so mm -hmm. we can say what we can say without people coming in going, well, you can't say that. Okay. You can't say that because you're going to offend so-and-so and such and such. Because mm -hmm. to me, and it being at Black History Month right now on the 21st day, you know, too long we have been too silent about issues that affect us mm -hmm. because the people mm -hmm. who are above us will muzzle us. We'll say, no, 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 no. You can't talk about that mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. going to that's gonna hurt a, an advertiser. That's mm -hmm. going to hurt uh, individuals who, who, who help pay your check. Mm -hmm. So I just had to put myself in a position where we had to own it. We had to control the culture. Mm -hmm. We had to talk about the issues that, that we talk about. So I created, uh, in the beginning with a very good friend of mine, Roosevelt Wright, we okay. created 100 BLK, the black station. Uh, actually it was his brainchild and he kind of came and got me to come work, work the, uh, work the magic, Mm -hmm. uh, of being the general manager. And then the opportunity came, I became half owner, and then I became total mm -hmm. owner. And, you know, we, we push our narratives from our perspective, and we always say we're, we're unbiased, unapologetic, and unbothered, and we're going to tell the whole story, the black story, nothing but the black story, how the black story needs to be told. Yeah, I was on your page the other day, and I seen one of your uh, Facebook lives. And I was like, man, he is telling it like it is. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate that you are so outspoken, especially for our Black community, because we need someone to speak for us. We need someone to stand up and say, no, this is not right. You know, we need to do it right. We need to do the right things for, for everybody. Everybody counts. Everybody right. matters. You, you're right, Bridget. And, and you know, the crazy thing is, us as a people, we got to stop all this competition mm -hmm. and we got to start working on more collaborations. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel it an honor and a blessing that you reached out for me to be on your platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll bring you on my platform. We've okay. got to stop feeling threatened by one another. Exactly. You know, the craziest thing is I, I noticed where if a lot of us would come together, mm -hmm. we could accomplish so much more than what we are doing our own things in our own lane. And we exactly. can still continue doing our own things in our own lane, but working together with one another, we can mm -hmm. uplift one another and put ourselves in a position where we could all win. See, I tell mm -hmm. people all the time, I'm, I'm about the greater good mm -hmm. for all of us. You know, I can be in the background. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be in the forefront. Long as the team wins and, and long as the team win, I'm happy. I'm so excited you said that. And you know, if we can 
collab together, we can help build our community, you know, and that's the major thing about, you know, God gives us all gifts, but Mm -hmm. our gifts are not just for ourselves. We have to use them in order to help others. You know, that's why he gave us those gifts so we can help others. And so, yes, right. it, it takes collaboration. And thank you so much. Um, I'm honored that you decided to come on. And the uh, honor is mine. Thank you so much. And so we're going on down to HBCU and SWAC Advisor. Tell us about that time. Well, well, you know, um, a lot of folks know me, especially my time here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not originally from Louisiana. Oh, so, really? Uh, no, I'm not originally from oh. Louisiana. I'm, a, I'm actually I'm actually from Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. I'm actually from Memphis, Tennessee, and I actually got to Louisiana via the Grambling State University. So that's really funny because most people who know me really mm-hmm. believe I went to Southern University because I've did so much work mm-hmm. with Southern University in the last ten years. In the last ten years, I have been the sideline reporter along with um, the videographer. For mm-hmm. the uh, coaches' show for Southern okay. University, the Jaguar wow. football show, okay. which is ran by Todd Sterling and Alpha Media, mm-hmm. and and does the um, the Southern football show with the coaches. I've been with, uh, let me see, I've been with him with Coach Richardson. I've been with him with Coach. Um, let me see, who are the coaches there? I've got Coach Odoms, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Rollins, uh, uh, Coach Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been through quite, quite a, and I'm getting ready to go into this next season with Coach Eric Dooley. So I've been a part of the HBCU atmosphere. I attended the HBCU for grad school. Mm-hmm. That's how I got to Louisiana. I got to Gramlin State, went to grad okay. school at Gramlin State. Uh, from there, moved on, got moved to Baton Rouge after leaving Gramlin um, and got connected of course, with the uh, Southern University and the HBCU community there in Baton Rouge and have always been an HBCU guy. You know, I believe uh, even though I didn't graduate mm-hmm. undergrad at an HBCU, I graduated from a PWI uh, in my military days from mm-hmm. being at the University of Maryland. But I always tell people you got to get that HBCU experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have uh you know, that experience. There's a lot of great things, big things happening right now at black colleges. I was yeah. at black colleges when they were popular, yeah. but now we got guys like uh, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. I had the awesome opportunity at Gramlin to work with Coach Eddie Robinson. I was mm-hmm. there when he won his 400th win. I worked with Coach Doug Williams. Okay. Doug is the first African-American uh, football player at quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, and he just was in New Orleans mm-hmm. this weekend. So I was okay. with him this weekend in New Orleans as we had a big extravaganza with the HBCU Legacy Bowl. So, you know, I tell people, as you look at your options of where you may want to go to school, uh, put on your list, right side by side with the LSUs, with the Alabamas, Mm -hmm. with the Michigans, with the Floridas, Mm -hmm. put you a Gramlin State, a Southern, a Jackson State, a a Howard University, Mm -hmm. uh, a Spelman, a Morehouse, because we have uh, institutions of higher learning that are doing great things. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Baton Rouge, that's my hometown right now. Okay. <laughs> this is where I okay. live. Well, I live in Zachary, so it's easy. Same thing. Same, same thing. Just <laughs> on the outskirts. Just a little bit on the outskirts. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, everybody loves Southern. You know, there's oh, yeah. so much pride here. And especially, like, doing homecoming week. 
Man, oh, yeah. there's no place right. like being, you know, on the bluff. On the yard, <laughs> on the yard. <laughs> yes, and so, yes. So I really, really appreciate you being a part of that. And I seen this weekend you were out in New Orleans and you were hanging out. Was it Jake you were hanging out with? You took well, a I was hanging with I was hanging with Patrick Mahomes. I was looking for Jake from State Farm, <laughs> but I was hanging out with Patrick, trying to get the Patrick price. One of my friends said, you should have been trying to get some Patrick money. But I just said, Patrick, just give me the Patrick price. Because I heard your price a little different than the Joe price. <laughs> that's so funny yeah i seen you i seen you out there that's amazing that's amazing and so you so you've been a part of the hbcu team the swag team uh, as an advisor and you've also been on-air personality at an espn affiliate here in baton rouge so tell right, us about right. that time tell us about that time so so you know when ESPN first came to Louisiana, now I had absolutely no knowledge of this. Okay. Actually, a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Jeff Martindale, who is the regional director for the ESPN affiliates, had asked me to do something for Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And we were just having a general conversation. And Jeff said something that was so funny. Jeff said, hey, man, just to let you know, you have your own little slice of Black history. And I said, what's that, Jeff? And Jeff said, you know, you were the first program director of an ESPN affiliate in Louisiana, person of color. And I said, nah, Jeff, you gotta be kidding me. I said, that, that, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I said, come on, brother. I said, you, you're telling me this, but I said, come on. He said, no, no. I said, now, look, that was back in 2005. Now, mm -hmm. that, that made me happy and sad at the same time. Because <laughs> it made me realize something. You mean Nobody trusting an African-American, and I myself have said at the feet mm -hmm. of many great broadcasters, many great program directors, many great individuals. I can name an Al J. Wallace. Mm -hmm. I can name, I can name, name after name, because I've been in the radio mm -hmm. game and in broadcasting uh, quite a while. I can name a lot mm -hmm. of great folks. So I'm like, in the state of Louisiana, you never had an African-American male or African-American period that you felt had what it takes to manage a sports station. And, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I think we as a people, Bridget, mm -hmm. need to mm -hmm. think about. We let so many people inundate and control our culture. Okay. You'll find white DJs on black stations who dress like blacks, walk like blacks, talk like blacks, act like blacks. Mm -hmm. We cool with it. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll have the majority of the athletes, no matter what the sport is, be dominated mostly by people of color. Mm -hmm. While the people who manage them, the people in the offices, mm -hmm. the people who write the checks and the people who make the decisions look absolutely nothing like them. Okay. You know, and, and then let's flip it over. How many black guys do you know, black women or people of color, who are on a country radio station? You know, or how many do you know that are, that are in a predominantly Caucasian-based broadcasting network, be it rock and roll, be it pop, be it independent, you know, how many, how many black folks do you know 
that are DJs or air personalities or individuals in in country music in 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 white talk radio. You don't because no. we're not there. No, we're not there. They come and inundate. See, it's almost like when you go through our neighborhoods and you say, how many black owned businesses are really in our black communities? And you start noticing everybody comes and gets from us. Mm -hmm. You know, right. but nobody allows us to come and get from them. Exactly. You know, and that's, you know, and that's sad to me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I do a, I do a, a podcast, a weekly podcast. It's going to start turning into a monthly podcast called Community Conversations, we get deep into these type conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, I do a weekly podcast called Wellness Wednesday where we say a healthy you is a better you. Mm -hmm. Do that with a good friend of mine, Edward Brown, who is a licensed uh, clinical social worker, uh, you know, medical social worker. And uh, we really need to start. We, we've got so much that so we much. need to start address, addressing amongst ourselves and we have people who are qualified mm -hmm, mm -hmm. within our own community. The ice water ain't always, the, the grass is not greener on the other side of town. Mm -hmm. The water is not colder on the other side of town. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have a lot of great people in our own communities with many talents that if we would just cultivate what we have in our own backyard and, and then instead of leaving our backyard and acting like we've never been in our backyard, continue to cultivate folks in our backyard. You know, to me, our, our hoods wouldn't be hoods. There would be neighborhoods just like everybody else's neighborhood. You're it's right. just like everybody comes and gets the best of us, takes us out from the best of us, and turns us against us. Mm -hmm. So then you come sitting there trying to figure out, man, how, how is this brother all of a sudden talking so bad about people that look just like him? Mm -hmm. When the truth about the matter is, I know you. You were raised in the hood. You came from the hood. You are really mm -hmm. a testament that you can thrive and make it in the hood and make it out of the hood without mm -hmm. being a statistic. And it all goes to us working together. Us yeah. working together as people. And that takes me to my next question. Your community activism that you're doing. Um, I know I've seen you on different, on different platforms in the Lafayette area just really talking up politics you know so tell us about your you know your work with the community okay uh let's let let's say it the way the best way i want to say it you know i think we all play a part in either our our winning or our losing mm -hmm. uh, i can be very truthful that there have been times i don't think i was a help as much as i was a hindrance and sometimes you got to be man enough and woman enough to say that I don't have to be in the forefront to be effective. Okay. And, and I have to play my position. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, a, there's, there's different coin phrases and different folks because some of us have such big egos in media. We want to say, you know, I'm the one who did that. I'm the one who <laughs> said that first. <laughs> you know, I, and I'm at the point right now in my life, I don't care who said it first. Long as we start to live by it. I don't okay. care who said it. I don't care who coined it. I don't care who gets credit. Okay. When am I going to start seeing the results, the results of us it. as a people rising to a place where we're not at each other's throats and we're mm -hmm. winning? Mm -hmm. You know, that to me is, is, is just where we need to be. You know, it's Black History Month, you know, and, and this is the craziest thing. And I would dare, I would dare anybody listening to your podcast to do this. I would dare you to go to a child right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you an age group. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to start at age 13 and I'll stop at age 30. And I would tell them to tell you, please name to me. Do you know who George Washington is? They'll say, yeah. Do you know who Thomas Jefferson is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know who Benjamin Franklin is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know, um, do, do you know who Bill Clinton is? Yeah. Um, I probably could throw in uh, Queen Elizabeth. Do you know who Queen Elizabeth is? Yeah, that's the Queen of England. <laughs> but then if I ask you the following question, then I say, do you know who Langston Hughes is? They might look at me sideways. Do you know who Elijah McCoy is? I'm not sure. Uh, do you know Thurgood Marshall? Some may say yes, some may say no. You know, do, do you know, man, W.E.B. Du Bois? You know, it amazes me how we know folk who don't, who are not from our culture. Mm -hmm. We know the George Washingtons. We know, but you don't, you, you know, you know Benjamin Franklin mm -hmm. and you'll say, oh, yeah, you know, he's the guy, uh, the kite and uh, the electricity. Mm -hmm. But you don't know Elijah McCoy, who mm -hmm. has more patents than anybody else. That's where the coin, the real McCoy come from. That's a man of color. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't know the 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 inventors like like the George Washington Carvers, you know mm -hmm. we we negate to tell our story mm -hmm. because unfortunately many of us are so caught up in self if we don't fit in the story and we can get a pat on the back or mm -hmm. somebody says oh but let me tell you what you did mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. we've got to understand we have a rich history with a lot of folks. You know, um, mm -hmm. the little slice of history that I did with ESPN, I pray that in my time of being there, I opened up the door for some other folks mm -hmm. to do greater things than what I did. I was just given the opportunity. I didn't know I was a trendsetter mm -hmm. or all of a sudden the first black guy that was uh, that was a, a, a program director mm -hmm. over an affiliate for ESPN. And I, I didn't know. I was just a guy who loved sports. Mm -hmm. I felt like my voice was just as good as a as another person's voice who didn't look mm -hmm. like me. I felt like I knew just about as much as sports about sports and how to run mm -hmm. a radio station as somebody who didn't look like me. Mm -hmm. And I was given the opportunity, and I was quite successful to be exact. The mm -hmm. only reason I didn't stay at ESPN is because Hurricane Gustav came through and destroyed that tower. And at that time, because they were selling from Cynadel Broadcasting to Cumulus Broadcasting, they decided mm -hmm. not to rebuy that tower. It just wasn't in the budget. And mm -hmm. they offered me to move to Houston, but at that time I was obligated with other things and couldn't move. Mm -hmm. So I just said, you know, let me move on to another direction in mm -hmm. media and uh, and not be with this opportunity no more. But uh, mm -hmm. I still do a lot of work for ESPN. I do a lot of freelance work and um, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have connections with folks that really there's a lot I do in media, period. And that's a yeah. blessing from God. Yes, it is a blessing from God. And, you know, when you were talking about, you know, all the different people that we have right here in our community, in our black community, you know, and we think about all the people that went before us. And right. that's why it's so important that the HBCUs are lifted, you know, because that's where the education, the education about our history is at. Right. Right. Because... When we go to the public schools, we're learning about George Washington. We're learning about, you know, Abraham Lincoln. But we don't hear about all these other people. So right, the right. HBCUs, you know, they're teaching that. And, I, you know, I think it's so important that we, you know, we fund the HBCUs, you know, that we continue to support them 
like you are. You know, you're going out there, you out there with the, you know, SWAC being an advisor and you're on the sidelines at the games. And, you know, these young guys, they're seeing you. You know, they're seeing all the, the important things that, that you're doing. And, you know, we don't, sometimes we take it for granted that, oh, I'm just out there doing, doing the job. But we never know that somebody is watching you. There's yeah, a young true. man that's watching you. And, you know, you never know what you say to them while you out there can change their life. So I'm just so appreciative that God has put you in that place and that you're still in the sporting area. Because our black young men, that's where the majority of them, you know, where they succeed is in, you know, athletes and being right, athletes. Right. And, and we've got to talk to them. we got to go beyond just their natural mm -hmm. ability of athletics. Like mm -hmm. I tell people, you know, I was listening to a good friend of mine on social media, and he said something that really blessed my soul. we got to stop being all show and no substance. Mm -hmm. So we as a people, we got to stop, you know, we got to stop thinking that certain things make us appear to be mm -hmm. successful or wealthy. Okay. You know, that's two things about people of color. We quick to try to make other folk feel like I have to exude to you mm -hmm. that I am successful and or wealthy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I do that by certain things I wear, certain mm -hmm. things I drive, mm -hmm. uh, certain places I hang out mm -hmm. at, you know, when the truth about that is there should be something inside you mm -hmm. that, you know, I met, I met a very wealthy man one time and it was so funny. He had on some old Navy jeans, old Navy T-shirt. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't have on Louis and Gucci. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't from head to toe, this, that, these, and mm -hmm. the others. But he had a watch on that was literally $25,000. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the most expensive thing he had on. And if you knew absolutely nothing about mm -hmm. watches, you would just thought he had on a regular watch. Mm -hmm. you, you, you didn't know it was a handmade, mm -hmm. tailor-made watch. So we have to understand that certain things we are putting value mm -hmm. in is really sucking us dry from the culture. You know, here, here it is, like I tell folks, okay, here you are with a Louis bag, but you got, but your teeth jacked up. Yeah. So why yes. didn't you fix your why didn't you fix your mouth before you bought that Louis bag? You still could have bought the Louis bag, but come on, is 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 the appearance mm -hmm. that I'm something, you know, and here you are, a good friend of mine. I always tell him this all the time. I refuse to park a BMW and nothing wrong with those who do this. Mm -hmm. And once again, if you do it, I'm not mad at you. Mm -hmm. I just sometimes ask myself, what are we trying to exude? Mm -hmm. So here you are with these nice nice European cars and, you know, and if you mm -hmm. can get it, if it tickles your fancy, that's it. Mm -hmm. But here you are parking them in front of trailer houses. You don't even mm -hmm. own the trailer. You're renting a trailer. Mm -hmm. I'm renting a trailer, parking a Mercedes Benz in front mm -hmm. of the trailer, you know, yeah. and then, you know, like I tell people, I am so tired of, of, of you know, you know, pull up your pants, pull up your pants, mm -hmm. stop. You know, uh, we, we as a people, there's so much we show the world, but but we've got people out here that are we we got substance we got got to be more of of who we are and do great things and and help one another and uplift one another you know it, it's the crazy thing how you know if some of us with money means and, and the ability to do what we mm -hmm. need to do would go into our neighborhoods 
and buy up some of this plighted property and, and begin. We could have beautiful neighborhoods too. You know, right. it, it's not yeah. like I like I say. It's just it's just not the grass is not greener on the other side. And we as a people have to start a stop worrying about other folks. Mm -hmm. B fix ourselves. You know, right. I'm not waiting for somebody who don't look like me to give me a government check. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not stimulated. I never get stimulated by, by stimulus money. Mm -hmm. I'm like, stimulus money? Man, my, my people built this country for free, and you still ain't gave me my reparations. I never got my 40 acres in a mule. If I had got my 40 acres in a mule at the price of what land is going right now, oh, my God. Do you understand the wealth I would have if I had my 40 acres and could cap my 40 acres and passed it on? Do you know how much for somebody need to Google that right now? See how much 40 acres of land costs where you live. Wow. You're talking tonight. You are talking tonight. And it's much needed. It's much needed because sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. We do not want to hear the truth. When I ride through Scotlandville, you know, and it's such a sad situation because you can see the past. You can see these businesses that used to be the glory of the black community have all gone down to nothing. You know, and it's, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. And if we would support our own, those areas can grow again, you know. Right. We may not be there's, able there's to compete. Yeah. Right. But we can have there's, our there's own. opportunities, right, within our own communities. You know, um, you know, you we have to, and it's so it's so confusing these days, especially in places like like where we live in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the South will always be the South until the South is no longer the South. That's mm -hmm. what I tell folks. I said the South and its philosophies will always be the South until it's no longer the South. Okay. You know, and, and people will always treat you as if you're a man or a woman of color until they finally get to the point where they realize you're a human being like they're a human being. See, there's the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is when all of a sudden, you you know, like I tell people, a lot of you don't have black friends. You have people that you are acquainted with that are people mm -hmm. of color. Because my friends can come spend the night at my house. Mm-hmm. I can go spend the night at their house. Mm -hmm. So I challenge folks when they say, oh, I have black friends. I'll go, well, how many of those black friends come and spend the night with you? You know, and, and most of the time you get that deer in the headlight look. And I'm like, <laughs> the reason I'm getting the deer in the headlight look is you have labeled somebody a friend to make you feel good, mm -hmm. to make you feel like, oh, woe is me. I'm not prejudiced like the mother folks. When the truth about it is you really don't know about the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, you, all of a sudden, you know, what really makes me laugh is when I reach out to shake a person's hand who doesn't look like me and they try to hit me with the Obama fist bump. That's what they call it. You know, I'll be like, ah, 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 ah. Mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. no, sir. Shake my hand because mm -hmm. we ain't at fist bump level. Shake right. my hand. You know, I do that. And then I think the saddest thing, Bridget, and I'm going to say this and kind of get quiet. The saddest thing is we've got too many of us who are mad at us, who are ashamed that we are black. You know, that, that's the craziest thing. When I meet black men and black women who try to act like I'm not like those, I'm not like them. Wait a minute. I'm not going to dumb myself down, nor am I going to change my swag to appease you 
because now all of a sudden I need to be accepted into another culture that, that might, quote, unquote, able to open a few more doors. You know what? I just stay behind the little doors I'm behind. You know, you know you what's are, the cause? You are talking tonight. I, I, I hate to get Bible on people, you know, because some of your people, I'm pretty sure, are quite, quite, quite spiritual or religious. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the, the Bible say clearly, have you ever have you ever sit down before you decided to ask God for something and, and, and weighed the cost? In the Bible, it said you need to weigh the cost of a thing before you do a thing or ask for a thing. See, many a times I think we're so busy being preached into cars and houses, we ain't getting preached into the truth. And the truth about the matter is, let me tell you something. I have buried quite a few relatives, and I ain't seen none of these cars, houses, money, wealth, rings, Louis Gucci's, uh, uh, Air Jordans. I ain't seen none of that go in the grave with them. To be exact, a lot of their hard labor and work got windled away by whoever they left it to. Because they didn't have to work for it. So when they got it, they just went ahead and tossed it in the wind. So, you know, we're we, we going to have to start really being truthful with one another. Because if the truth truly will set you free, I think the reason a lot of us are still in bondage is because, you know, the worst person to fight in life is yourself. The hardest person to lie to in life and, and convince that person that you're not lying to them is yourself. You know, and a lot of us got to know ourselves because a lot of us don't even know ourselves. You know, right. we don't know ourselves. We, we don't know where we came from. We, we have people tell us this is what success is, and we don't even understand what real success is. So a lot of us just really need to rise up and begin to know ourselves and believe in one another and be truthful to one another. Mm -hmm. Because just imagine if we would, I've never seen us as a people not come together for what is right and we not win. I've never seen it. Now, we might have some heavy casualties, but at the end of the day, we always win. We always win. Mr. Anderson, you know, whenever God put you on my heart, I thought it was to talk about the radio station. <laughs> Please. Please, let me tell you, once again, I know now when you called me, you were like, oh my God, you made history. No, don't worry, a lot of folks called me with that. And guess what I told them? I said, man, I didn't do that to do that. I said, I, I really didn't. Because when Jeff told me, I thought he was joking until I saw a little article he put up in ESPN. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jeff, you didn't have to do that. And he said, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me. You know, I'll be very honest with you. I, I, I have made plenty of mistakes in my life. And the reason I'm probably not where I really need to be is because of me. And if anything... I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you all my accomplishments. Forget that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you these mistakes I made where some young man, young woman, some man or woman who's listening right now, first of all, realize we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So people that you may be idolizing, worshiping, thinking that they're, 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 they're the best things since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. No, they're only human. Mm -hmm. They're human with gifts. They've made mistakes. I have a sign on my office door inside my office on one of my computers that say we all got secrets until we get caught. I have another sign that says today I'm one day closer to my last day and I ain't got time to play today. I look at both of them to remind myself that no matter what I do in life, guess what? I'm just a lowly sinner who has been saved by grace. I make mistakes. So who am I to judge anybody? And while I'm so busy wasting time judging, 
I'm getting closer to my expiration date. I ain't got time to be judging nobody. I need to be getting my house in order. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm one day closer. I'm one day. Every day you wake up, you're one day closer to your expiration date. You preach tonight. <laughs> you preach tonight. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I wasn't ready for you. I was not ready. Well, let me do this because I know your podcast only lasts so long. No, so let no, me say go this. Ahead. You can, you so, can so, talk. So, so let me say this to, to your listeners. First of all, continue to listen to this sister. She has some great people on here who will give you a variety of great information. And uh, many a times I feel like that's where we fail as a people. You can't go if you don't know. If, if nobody ever told you, you'll never be able to achieve what you're trying to achieve unless somebody shows you how to achieve it. Mm -hmm. So information is key. And individuals like her who will bring people on here who will give you information about your mental health, about, about dealing with relationships, about, about life in general, about individuals who have went one way and maybe winded up another, mm -hmm. all that comes into a valuable, uh, a valuable place for you, the individual listener, because somebody might say something that make you go eureka, make you say, aha, make mm -hmm. you say, you know what? It ain't as bad as you think it is. One of the things I, I really deal with every Wednesday is my wellness Wednesday where mm -hmm. mental health, you know, we've got suicide rates that are, that are astronomically high. And I believe that has a lot to do with a lot of folks don't know where to go to get the information they need to understand that all I need to do is talk to somebody Somebody is out here who's listening, and mm -hmm. I am somebody, even though I may not appear to be what I want to be to other folks. Because once again, many a times the reason folks are unhappy is somebody has compared them to someone else, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you can't you can't get there. I have some gifts that I understand. No matter how hard you try to be me, you can't be me. There are people I aspire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to, and, you know, I, I humble myself and say, man, this man or this woman is great. I happen to be a big fan of Oprah. I can't be Oprah. Mm -hmm. You know, but if I was striving to be Oprah and somebody had put that pressure on my back, that might be pressures that make me mm -hmm. say, I can't live up to this expectation. And because I can't live up to it, I can't live. Mm -hmm. We got to stop putting things on people's backs and expectations that what we're really doing is driving them into madness because they're so busy trying to be who they weren't designed to be. Mm -hmm. And they're so busy trying to be someone that we want them to be. They're not being who God told them to be. Mr. Anderson, you're telling me something that is, is different. It's different. You're telling me that the black community, we have suicide rates that are rising in the black community? Oh yeah, there's our our mental health numbers are off the charts. But see, the thing about it is, you know, unfortunately, we as people, a people of color, many a times what we don't understand is it's not a problem until it's in their community. Mm. We 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 had high we had high crack rates. You didn't see them doing no legislation for crack, but some of us all of a sudden when they had high opioid overdose rates. Mm -hmm. And the opioid epidemic was affecting a certain community. I said, we need to get some legislation to get this straight. See, folk, we got to wake up. I I'm just saying. Sadly, we, we really got to wake up. And we got to understand, ain't nobody really coming to save us unless there's some dollars attached to it for them. See, don't be fooled. 
when, when folk who don't look like you, very few folk, I'm not going to say all, very few folk who don't look like us, who hang around us, they hang around us because there's some dollars attached to hanging around us. It's not so much that they're that in love with us. And, and there's always a double standard. I, I, I'll give you this, and I, I'll let you finish your show. Look at Whoopi. Whoopi made a statement. Whoopi made a statement, got her suspended for two weeks. Joe Rogan used the N-word, and he got a, a contract raise. So, so, so hold up. Then we had Rush Limbaugh, God bless his soul. He's no longer with us. I don't like talking about people who have inspired, especially in a negative way. But we had Rush Limbaugh, who personally, in my opinion, was one of the biggest bigots on media ever known. One of the biggest persons who always had a problem with a person of color. From the president on down, none of us was good enough because to him, we were just what the Constitution of the United States said. We weren't really 100% citizens. We were property of the slave owners. That's why we're fighting for a, a, a Bill of Rights right now for us to vote. Because the original Constitution didn't even put us in as citizens of this country. We were property of the slave owners. So once again, somebody probably listening to this right now saying, no, nah, he's not telling the truth. Well, go look at it. Look it up for yourself. See, here's what we'll come to find out. Folk, we need to wake up. Because times are somewhat changing, but times are somewhat staying the same. And they're learning new ways to put us in a bad situation to put us right back where we were back in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. And a good friend of mine, no relations, Claude Anderson said it best. We up in here fighting for some things that should have been given to us for the sheer right of who we are. But because it's who they say we are, we get what we get. So it's just time to wake up, family. It's just time to wake up. Wow. Yeah. You blessed us tonight. You blessed us tonight. You gave us some truth. My group, my, my domestic violence awareness group is called Tell the Truth. And you're telling the truth tonight. And I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Because not everybody's going to tell the truth. You know, no, no. because... And sister, I'm, gl I'm glad you got that group. You know, we need groups like that with black women leading the group because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a sad thing what they've done to our families. You know, me, myself, you know, those who really know my story and there's those out there and we'll talk about this at another time. Like I said, I don't want to take over and, and let your podcast go longer than it's scheduled to go. Mm -hmm. But you can you know, go as long as we you got, want. <laughs> we, we've got too many. We've got too many people, you know, and I hate to talk this way because some folks will be like, well, what you trying to push? I just trying to push my, my version of the truth. My truth mm -hmm. might not be your truth, but my version of the truth. I know a lot of us like my shivel chef. Y'all might need to look that up for you spiritual folks. There's a guy named Meshivel Chef in the Bible. He was dropped. A lot of black folks have been dropped. A lot of us have been dropped. Mm -hmm. see, see, the reason we don't function the way we should be functioning, from the time that we came out the womb, we were dropped. We were dropped. And because we were dropped, that dropping hurt us, broke something. Something didn't heal back right. Something didn't come back right. And then we've got these domestic violence issues. And a lot of that comes from a lot of the ways that our families were treated back in the uh, 40s and 50s and the 60s and the early 70s because this thing called welfare, you know, because certain things they wanted to do, they wanted to eliminate it, certain elements of our families. So, you know, it put us in really some terrible places. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and one thing I know is to be a man, you got to see a man. And most of us will emulate the man we saw. So, you know, if the man we saw was always doing this, that's the only way he knew how to communicate. That's how we started mm-hmm. communicating because mm-hmm. that's how daddy communicated. If, if the woman we saw, and, and women know this, if, if the woman we saw, all she knew was how to use her body to get what she needed, that's how we started communicating. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once again, a lot of us been dropped. We ain't been shown the proper way. Guess what? It's a reason why they don't teach us how to balance out a checkbook. Ask yourself that. They'll teach you how to run a ball, but they won't teach you how to, how to accumulate wealth. Have you ever asked yourself that? Why, why is it in school that we so big on making sure the football team straight, the basketball team straight, but we don't want to make sure that the economics class is straight? I, I believe they don't even teach how to balance your checkbook. They don't teach none of this in school. The biggest thing I ever saw at home, they teach some of the women how to cook, how to sew. They might teach you how to type. They ain't going to teach you how to accumulate wealth. There's a reason for that. And that's where we need to wake up and realize guess what? It's one thing for you to run the ball. It's a sad thing if you run the ball and you get the million-dollar contract and you can't count your money. And when you at the end of a 10- or 20-year career, you got mm-hmm. brain damage, but you got the NFL record, but you ain't got no money. Got no money. Because somebody done robbed you blind and you couldn't even barely spell your name because instead of people trying to be concerned that you could read and write, they wanted to make sure that you could make the touchdown. I'm done. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Give us some. Give You're us welcome, how we sister. can. Get, give us how we can get in contact with you. Give us your contact information. All right, you can follow me on social media. Of course, I'm uh, Joe Dupree Anderson, uh, D U P R E E Anderson, on Facebook uh, at the JDMS. I'm at the at the JDMS on all social media platforms. Uh, I have a website. Uh, which is the100blk.com. You can definitely contact me through there. You can listen to some good music uh, from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and today. And I have a gospel component because I did start mm-hmm. out in gospel radio. So I have Praise 100. So if you want to listen to some good gospel music 24-7 with no commercials, no fluff, no messaging to try to steer you to somebody or something, you just want to hear mm-hmm. some good gospel music, you can go to 100the100blk.com. Uh, just click on Praise 100 and listen to gospel music all day. Uh, if you want to listen to some uh, old school from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and today, you can listen to 100blk. Um, if you just want to listen to something different, you can listen on your phone, listen on your computer. You know, we're, we're full digital station 24-7. And if you need to get in contact with me, I'm real easy. I'm on Facebook. Send me a message. I think Miss Bridget will uh, confirm that I'll, 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 it might take me a minute, but I'll get back with you. <laughs> You're really quick. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so, so, You're so welcome, much. You're welcome, my sister. For being with us. And guys, whew, tonight has been wonderful. And Black History Month, you know, guys, we couldn't have had a better speaker to tell us like it is. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. Thank you, Mr. Joe Dupree Anderson. All right. God bless you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for the invite. God bless you also. Okay, bye-bye.